And welcome to another episode of the Tortorio and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance, and of course, let's jump right into the download now for years, and I mean years years since the introduction of smash brothers back in the 90s every company has tried to make some sort of clone with their own characters until recently the most recent attempt was the nickelodeon all-star so nickelodeon tried to do a smash brothers ripoff with all their properties now warner brothers has gotten into the mix with the game multi versus in this game you can pit characters like tom and jerry superman shaggy finn from adventure time against each other in traditional smash brothers type melee combat while multiverses just dropped for all platforms i think it's mobile as well i'm not entirely sure in its beta form and i will tell you it is a pretty game it is cool to have superman beating up the iron giant something i don't know the geek in me just really screams seeing that sort of matchup however i'm not necessarily impressed well one i'm not a humongous smash brothers fan to begin with personally speaking but uh for a free-to-play game i've definitely done it i definitely enjoyed myself it's not it is not it is not reinventing the wheel. In this case, if you play Smash Brothers, you have a very good sense of how multiverses works. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just an observation that I have. But it it is fun. It is very enjoyable, entertaining, and easy to jump into. There is not a steep learning curve. There's learning curve really at all. My only gripe about the game is that is it is exclusively focused on online play there is um two versus two battles and you cannot do couch co-op which really sucks um i really a game like this needs to have couch co-op it needs to have two-player local co-op or if you're going online you'd be able to have that second player as someone sitting next to you and joining in if you don't have any friends online that have the game that you can invite them to play with you you're pretty much stuck with a bot uh, or it's the four on four melee play but again all of those people have to be online or you're playing against bots i think that and again i understand this is only a beta but if this is going to be true for the full game that's going to really be a disservice to this game now again the this may be behind the paywall this may be a retail version release that comes out that has that sort of local capabilities and it's obviously just the online portion which is going to be free to play if that's the case i understand it sucks but i understand but overall multiverses is definitely something i think you should just download and try it's free to play um it's in beta it'd be a good you know a few minutes or so getting in beating people up and again like i said it has something just so cool about since superman beat up the iron giant or vice versa depending on your taste so that's my download for the week multi versus now i haven't had the opportunity to do a spotlight for the past few shows and with my now becoming one of the cool kids or at least copying the cool kids and getting on tiktok i found a lot of really cool creators that i really enjoy watching and one of them is that girl ivan on tiktok i hope i'm saying her name correctly and i found her because 
if you listen to this podcast, you know I absolutely love Strange New Worlds. And in that sort of algorithm rabbit hole, her commentary on Strange New Worlds, along with a couple other people, are channels that I kept coming across. So I followed them. And I she's a 20-something um, young lady, I believe. And it's refreshing hearing someone of her generation really talk about Star Trek and how much I love that I as, as an old guy <laughs> that really was was cool to me but now uh, she is going to watch Battlestar Galactica for the first time we're talking about the remake not the one from the 70s and she's starting with the miniseries that debuted in 04 and let me tell you for me it is such a joy seeing someone discover that series and, and watching her reactions it just rekindles all of these emotions I had when I first saw the series back then and I remember a lot of conversations were had myself and my man Mark Polite when the show was actually running and that was must-see TV and we'd be online talking about what happened who's a silent like Battlestar Galactica is one of the best sci-fi shows of the 2000s hands down I'm talking about 2010s I don't care the show is great and the fact that it was only four seasons and then you have the miniseries. We're not talking about Caprica. Um, and not because it's good or bad. It's just it, it doesn't fit that. Since it's a prequel, I want to include that with that main sort of conversation about Battlestar Galactica. Because the tone and everything, it was different compared to Battlestar Galactica. But seeing her reactions and her surprise and her like WTFs and her falling in love with the series it's just it's so cool uh it's it's really so cool I love it when people discover things and just absolutely fall in love with it and she's so gracious enough to share that with us online and I love her commentary and perspective as well on these things not just battle saw but sci-fi as well so go and check her out it is that girl Ivan. So it's that girl A Y V A N. Links in the show notes. Check her out. Tell her Webster style sent you. You good act. You enjoy what you can see. All right, let's get into the short takes now. If we didn't get enough trailers last week, there are actually a few that came out last week that I didn't even talk about because it was it was just so much news from Comic Con. Let's first start off with Chucky season two. They retreat. They released the trailer for that. I believe it comes out October second or something to that effect. Man, let me tell you. Chucky's out for vengeance and all these little motherfuckers gonna be dead that's all I gotta say sorry language this looks absolutely great it looks it looks better than the first season which is really cool if you're a horror fan I am I'm loving the fact that these older properties are finding their way to television as this sort of renaissance um in the case of chucky it's literally like a continuation of all of the mainline chucky movies or child's play movies uh which is really cool as far as i am concerned and obviously the fact that brad deardorff is still the voice of chucky and jennifer tilly is tiffany and let me tell you jennifer tilly's like close to 60 and still looks good i think she is 60 i mean she is aged really well as well as the kid that played eric in her first movie popped up it, like all the main players from the series since 1988 goodness i'm old um are still there which is really awesome and shows a loyalty to the series as well as a continuity to the series which as a fan of the series i don't know if you guys i told you the story one of the well i saw the first child's play in the theaters and mind you it's r-rated it was 88 i was 10 i had no parents 
Yeah, that's a story. We were supposed to see a movie that was PG, and we walked in and went and see Child's Play. Yep, the old bait and switch. Yep, yep, yep. So that's how I saw Child's Play in the theater. And from there, I've been a fan of the series. So this show is definitely on my radar, and I'll be watching it. Probably not when it comes out on sci-fi. Maybe the first episode or two if they drop them on YouTube like they did last year. But when it streams in its entirety on Peacock, I will definitely be watching because, well, I cut the cord, so I don't have any cable channels anymore. So that's my take on it. Chucky trailer. Now, another series that I heard was coming out that I was skeptical of was Interview with a Vampire. The only thing I really heard about the series before the trailer dropped was, well, Louie is black and I forget the little girl, she's black too. And, you know, people get their panties in a bunch when people characters that were traditionally white or or whatever something else or now people of color that's, that was the only thing i heard about it i could care less about that is it good that's all that matters so i watched the trailer and i was surprisingly impressed at that trailer i was like whoa i might actually watch this there's a is a tragedy there to louis that was conveyed by brad pitt in the movies but i think that's we're going to get more in depth and more of emotional connection with in this series at least it looks like from the trailer um there's also a savagery of them being vampires and being so bloodthirsty that i don't think the movie really had a chance not chance but uh, a movie's a movie movies two hours long you have a certain amount of time to tell the story you're going to show certain things and there's definitely a savagery in the movie original movie adaptation but i feel as though based on this trailer it's going to be a lot more carnage and they're going to be able to show them in their vampire state as a lot more bloodthirsty and hungry. So I'm looking forward. They go ahead. AMC. AMC is trying to find replacements for The Walking Dead since that's going off. And this, this may be something that will really do well for them. So I'm looking forward to that. Keeping with vampires. Vampire Academy is a series that's going to be debuting on Peacock. And when I saw it, I know they did an adaptation of these books a while ago. Um, it wasn't well received. So again, this is with streaming, all of these failed movie properties are being reworked as TV series uh, for a new audience and a new take on them. And I started watching them and I immediately thought of this kind of feels like Vampire Diaries. And sure enough, Julie Plack, who was the executive producer or showrunner, or whatever, for Vampire Diaries, is part of this team. And I'm like, I'm not saying Vampire Diaries was dead or was boring. It, it had its moments. And I watched it begrudgingly with my spouse at the time. But this, I was not impressed by the Vampire Academy uh, trailer at all. It had some redeeming moments then toward the end of the trailer. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I'm passing on this one. So that's my take on Vampire pa Academy. It, it's definitely not my demographic. I put it that way. I realize now at the age of 44 that there are just some things that are not, are not aimed to me. And I will give it a chance. But more than likely, I may not like it because it's not for me. And that is, I'm absolutely okay with that. You do age out of certain ideas and thoughts and you do get more critical on things especially as far as what you watch and how you spend your time so i'm fine with that i'm not saying you shouldn't check out the trailer because you may like it but me personally it's a hard pass and then the last trailer of the week is a movie i just heard about a few weeks ago that seems like on paper is the absolute perfect movie for this actor and it was talked about because originally it was supposed to have a theatrical release and then all of a sudden it's being quote unquote dumped onto amazon prime and this movie is 
Samaritans starring Sylvester Stallone. And Sylvester Stallone is starring as an aging superhero who all of a sudden gets thrust back into the life and that sounds like a movie that is tailor-made for Sylvester Stallone and watching the trailer I am all for this movie when it comes to it looks really it's it's so come on now who wouldn't believe Sylvester Stallone as a superhero that dropped out of the life for whatever reason you get some of that in the trailer and is a garbage man for the past 25 years that, that just that this is a Sylvester Stallone movie and if you like Stallone movies it sounds like something that's going to provide up your alley and again as an old man who grew up in the 80s watching Rambo Rambo 3 all Tango and Cash I've seen so many Stallone movies, but I say all this to say that's the type of movie I want to see. So I will definitely be watching Samaritan when it comes out. And I believe it's August 25th. Uh, a lot of these movies are in series that are coming out like Chuck is coming out in October. Interview Vampire is coming out in October, which makes sense that Halloween season. These are horror based properties. I think Vampire Academy is coming out in September, if I remember correctly. And then Samaritan's August 25th. So all of these properties are coming out relatively soon soon for the next three months or so so it'll be a very interesting time in television also too that's the fall season as well once you get into september october so we're going to have a lot of new shows debuting so it's gonna be really interesting and really fun as far as tv and streaming is concerned all right let's get into the long box as we look at blood syndicate season one number three from jeffrey thorne crisscross juan castro and Will Quintana with Mark Rainey doing the assist on art on pages one through five. Now, one of the things I liked about this issue is you get a lot more forward movement of the story. You get a lot of setting up Holocaust as that big bad that the team has to go up against and also showing how relentless and ruthless he is as a villain well i would say not so much a quote-unquote villain but he wants all of these metas in his group and if they don't he will destroy them and destroy anything in his path to make that happen and, and we saw that as he literally tried to incinerate a police station getting at um at wise son at the end of the book but another thing i like you saw the what looks like the formation of the the main crew as far as this is concerned uh you got we got the introduction of ak maria we got the introduction of flashback we got uh them choosing names and the conversations around how they chose their names and Technon's responses to those names. Uh, I forget what he called Aquamaria. Like, what are you, shower, shower girl or something like that? Because she came into the safe house through the pipes and entered through the shower. One of the things I do like, though, about this is uh, compared to the original run of the book, Aquamaria was a much more tragic character in that she could not change into a human form, if I remember correctly. So she was stuck in that water form. Now, in this new version, she can change into a fully solid human form, which I really, really liked as well. I am also interested because Flashback and her powers, I forget, I don't remember if Flashback was a male or female in the first book. I, some, I don't know. Anyway, but it seems like she foreshadowing 
things to come i don't know if she flashed back to a flash forward with the sort of vision sequence that she had and it seems like a lot is setting up a lot of things that could possibly come down the pipe from her vision so to speak so i'm enjoying this book i think this is this is probably the best in the in the run so far in my opinion i think that Chris Cross's art is always luscious but i feel there's something about this book that i feel like is closer to his original stuff than what kind of his art was like in the first two books i don't know it was more of the coloring or inking or if anything changed which is not a problem at all i love his artwork i just feel as though it's this feels more like an original book from the original run in my opinion so it's very interesting to see this evolve but then also let me talk about the story the story is very fast-paced i i am really looking forward to how thorn writes a team book as this team really gels together and comes together with his core players and again i'm thinking these are going to be the core players so a lot of the characters may come in in season two um since these milestone books have been six issue seasons and it seems like now that holocaust is aware of them and after them so to speak especially toward the end of this issue it seems like there's going to be a lot more of the story dealing with that than bringing in some of the other established team members that those of us who are humongous fans know and love but if you are not reading blood syndicate you are missing out on a very, very good book. And arguably, this is this has been my favorite milestone book. Now, mind you, I have not read Icon and Rocket, and that's me. That's my fault. I'm getting a trade when it comes out, if it's not out already. But of the books I've read and series I've kept up with, this is definitely my favorite one thus far. So Blood Syndicate Season 1, number 3, is my pick for the long box. And with that, we're going to take a break and come back. And of course, we're getting into some Star Trek. We're getting into some very interesting tutorial news from Microsoft. Yes, Microsoft. And of course, our fragrance of the week and so much more. And we are back from the break now i have always talked about that i am someone that's in still right now my early 40s haven't quite hit mid 40s yet and one of the as far as television is concerned dominant aspects of my childhood is watching afternoon cartoons after school in the 80s and 90s and especially the mid 80s to early 90s the disney afternoon dominated my cartoon watching uh growing up in baltimore fox 45 in baltimore it was literally it was captain chesapeake then the fox kids club and then the disney afternoon then after that it was i think ricky lake came on at five then after that it was star trek the next generation and at one point in time it was a devil header so star trek was at five it's gonna be at six and seven so that was pretty much my evening after school, homework, dinner, so on and so forth. But one of the linchpins of the Disney afternoon was Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. And I think this was probably the first time that they were really brought to prominence um, in their own right. Now, they had their own shorts and whatnot, you know, in the 60s, 70s, what have you. But chip and dale up in that point had never had their own movie had never had their own starring feature and chip and dale rescue rangers along with the addition of monterey jack and gizmo 
and Gadget was a welcomed addition to the Disney afternoon, especially with DuckTales and at its uh, outset, uh, Gummy Bears, and I forget the, in Tailspin, I believe it was one of the fourth shows. Yeah, anywho, I love Chippendale Rescue Rangers, even today, uh, the one episode with the Cola Cult is always like I just catch myself humming that tune um, every now and again because it's just so catchy and it brings back such fond memories well a few months ago they brought out a live action Chip and Dale cartoon excuse me live action Chip and Dale movie on Dip Disney Plus the Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers and the premise of the film was genius in my opinion it was very much like a who framed Roger Rabbit sort of thing, whereas cartoons exist in the real world and Chip and Dale were cartoon actors who played in Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. So I thought that was, uh, when I saw the trailers, an interesting premise. I wasn't exactly sold on it, but I sat down and watched the movie a little while ago and I have to say that I thoroughly enjoyed chip and dale rescue rangers that the premise was spot on it was very meta as they say there were so many references there were so many cartoons that were sprinkled in inside jokes ugly sonic they had a um fake gumby it was it was such a such an amazing movie to watch and i don't say amazing in movies too often but as a nostalgic romp into my cartoon childhood it was amazing as a very solid and well put together story i thought that was really well done as far as the acting was concerned the voice acting was really really cool as well Yet a lot of famous stars who were a part of the movie. Adam Sandberg was the voice of Dale. Uh, John Mulaney was the voice of Chip. And then you had uh, Kiki Lane, who starred as a human character, Ellie. Uh, Will Arnett was the voice of Sweet Pete, a.k.a. And uh, overweight, old, aging Peter Pan. Uh, Eric Banner was the voice of Monterey Jack. Didn't see that one. He sounded like the original guy. Uh, then Zipper actually has a voice. Uh, the fly and he was actually voiced by dennis haysberg so you have the little diminutive fly and then have this big booming bass voice coming from him in the voice of uh dennis haysberg and then also veteran uh voice actor keenan michael peel was there uh, tim robinson was the voice of uh, sonic seth, seth rogan uh, jk simmons was the voice of captain putty so you just have a whole host of characters and of course you can't have any sort of disney afternoon uh, movie version without the uh, accomplished jim cummings who did fat cat of course winnie the pooh tigger uh darkwing duck is he's done the voice for all of those so it was just it was such a cool movie to watch and to relive a lot of nostalgia but see that in an era and setting that makes sense and it was just a good movie all around i was thoroughly impressed with chip and dale rescue rescue rangers and i would definitely recommend it even if you've never seen the original cartoon 
it's one that translates very very well even without the knowledge of the Disney afternoon without watching Chippendale Rescue Rangers and you should because it's on Disney Plus so if you're able to watch Rescue Rangers the movie you can watch the original series because it's so it's so much fun to go back and watch a lot of these shows for just the joy that it can bring you and especially in this this world we live in now it's so much going on sometimes you just need an escape and something like a Chippendale Rescue Rangers can offer you that great uh, 90 minute two hour escape so that's my take on Chippendale Rescue Rangers let's talk about Satorial Slice for a second now Microsoft has been weird lately uh, in that they have this isn't the first time there was a collection that they I don't remember if it actually got off the ground but they were doing with Common called Mainframe or something like that a couple years ago and they just recently had another fashion line come out Microsoft proper uh, a few weeks ago and I forget exactly what it's called but now Xbox is launching camping gear yes camping gear which I find really weird don't get me wrong I am a a Microsoft fanboy and I love me my Xbox but camping gear I don't know so let's let's take a look at this they are uh, most of products will support a classic Xbox green and black and bright game excuse me bright green color scheme uh, they have a slouchy lawn chair for $79.99, a hammock that costs $59.99. And of course, this is where the stylish part comes in. They are offering a selection of baseball caps and t-shirts as well as a, a line of tech wear looking vests, utility vests for 40 bucks. I don't know about you. I am, I am not looking forward to purchasing any sort of camping gear that is Xbox themed. I will say Microsoft is, I wouldn't say strategic. You don't just see Xbox license stuff everywhere, but they are very, they have very interesting requirements when it comes to licensing their technology or licensing their IP, uh, just as with the uh, Master Chief themed Wolverine boots uh, a couple of months ago when Halo, the TV series debuted. It's it's more for, it seems like it's more for PR than practical real world use because a lot of stuff, one, who's going to buy this? And two, where are they selling it? I've never seen any of these things in retail. And the information when it comes to ordering, again, you have to be in these sort of circles like me who are reading all this tech stuff to really see that, hey, yeah, Microsoft has a lawn chair or there's an Xbox themed lawn chair. Or there's a Xbox themed utility slash fishing vest. Regular people don't know about these things. So I think it's interesting. It's more for shits and giggles more so than anything else as far as my opinion. But if you're interested in uh, learning more about this, definitely check out the link in the show notes. Now, the fragrance of the week is one that I received for review a few weeks ago. And I will tell you, I don't fall in love with fragrances too often but this is one i've definitely fallen in love with and i was quite surprised because i am not familiar with the the line that this is from so this is my first experience with it and also there are there's i would say skepticism but there is a lot of doubt when i go in to really smell those higher end designer fragrances 
I think honestly, just the my opinion of Dior Sauvage just just kind of skews everything. So I am always kind of looking at it as it's, it's probably going to be good, but it's probably going to be overhyped or overpriced because it's designer. Well, this one just totally changed my viewpoint on the whole designer uh, niche, which is really silly uh, when you think about it. Sort of debate or snobbery, as you say. And this fragrance is none other than Armani Code Parfum. Now, with this fragrance, you're going to find top notes of Calabrian Bergamot and Bergamot Leaf. Middle notes of Moroccan iris butter, iris aldehyde, and Provencal clary sage. And then on the base, Brazilian talking bean absolute and Virginia cedar. Now, this is one that it smells, and I still can't put my finger on it. It smells like something or a combination of some things that I've smelled before. But even with that familiarity, it smells different to me. It is it is elegant it is classy it has a little bit of sensuality to it but it and it the projection and the longevity are just simply amazing now i'm not sure how much this costs retail because i've actually tried to look it up and i just can't find it it's a new release this year but it is one that i am impressed with with the little 10 ml bottle that i have I, it's one of the ones that literally, if I had a full bottle, it, this would be something that could rival my signature scent. So I could put this right up there with um, Oxford Blue. I could put this right up there with Sahara Signature Pour Home. Like this would be number three as far as my go-to fragrances. That's how impressed I am with Armani Code Parfum. It is definitely one that if you can get yourself a sample of it or get your nose on it, I recommend it highly it is it is a compliment getter it is one that is suited for all occasions like i said it's classy and elegant you can wear it to black tie you can wear it to office you can wear this on a date it smells that good i am i am shocked that i am able to sing his praises this much because i went into it not thinking it would be all that i thought it smelled good but i'm like man this stuff is good this this stuff Armani Co. Parfum lives up to whatever hype there is for this. this. This actually makes me want to smell others in the Armani Co. line because I am not familiar with any of them or have tested or smelled any of the ones from the Armani Co. line and its flankers. So this is definitely one that I would say if you are able to get your nose on, get your nose on it because it will definitely be working and we go from a higher end designer to a lower end cheapy for what i'm wearing right now today as of this recording and it is none other than nautica voyage if there's a fragrance you need to get for the summer and usually i will say hey don't get ones that everybody else gets nah this is one that every every man needs to have in their collection nautica voyage it's a cheapy it smells great and it lasts long and it's one of those ones where it is just it is just a fresh aquatic fragrance that really fits the summer really fits the heat and it's so refreshing and cool in its application so 
nautical voyage is definitely one that if you have not if you have not added that to your collection you should i believe i have a 100 ml bottle and you can find it on amazon for under 25 bucks so you should definitely pick up nautical voyage is one that will service you very well especially in the waning days of summer as the temperature at least here seems to be getting hotter and hotter and hotter so that's my fragrance take for the week don't forget to catch me every week on the nrw checkpoint with brian saff and the legend the producer kuya p as we talk about the week's releases in gaming as well as other aspects of gaming when time allows and sometimes we get on rants in side notes as far as pop culture and just other gaming experiences as well so make sure you check us out every week on nerds rule the world youtube channel and there's also a playlist of the checklist that is up to date on the webster style youtube channel as well make sure you check me out on social medias on instagram at webster style and sotoyo and geek on twitter at webster style and on tiktok at underscore webster style make sure you check out anything and everything that is webster style at websterstyle.com and of course drop me an email at info at websterstylemagazine.com thank you again for taking the time out to listen and remember stay safe out there and be blessed Thursday. White Wednesday? Uh, I don't Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't wear. Oh, I forget it. Million them heels killing them, but I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bowtie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sharp. Hey, acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday? Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the risk game for it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match the very corset. Smoking hot, rocking this pen, so thin. Tie hairline, looking like a stencil. Pimp, no lie, I'm shopping in the utensil. Instrumental, plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang bang, honey. See them plain James, honey. Them lame friends, honey. We tell it, fit it crazy like I think came on me. Hey, mommy. Look a lady, main thing, want me on the scene. Fit popping like a main vein, running blood color, lips smashing with the hand. Clutch money, holding bag, kind of funny. Can you tell me what's the price I got the range? Rover. Hang on me when we walking, looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a lip like an ankle sprained on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan. She don't really want me because one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it. And the one girl should fit it out in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. No one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it. And the one girl should fit it out in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes.
take it off. Clothes on the floor, pal. And no one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes. Oh, you want to see? Oh, I completely read that wrong. <laughs>